0: Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's fitbo dm slash Zabe. Today on the Cast, my dream job is currently taking resumes and I found it on Indeed.com. Yet why do I think I've got no shot? Notorious J-A-Y, he'll explain the big split between Flavor Flav and Public Enemy over a Bernie Sanders cease and desist letter. All that, plus he can spike the football on Healthy Holly. And what's worse, bee sting or dental visit? Your bonus, 45 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Wednesday, March fourth, two thousand and twenty. Thank you for downloading. Before we get into it, an announcement or two. Number one is we're down to like the last two bids. Last two in, first two out. Who's on the bubble? The last two entries for Zabe Vegas twenty twenty at the Top Golf at MGM Grand in Las Vegas on Friday, March twenty seventh, from three thirty until six thirty in the evening, and then we're going to go play Papa Shot for the title, and who knows what after that. We'll just roam around Vegas like a big old mob of 64-plus people. Should be a great time. So if you're thinking about going and you're right on the edge, don't delay. Go to Zabe.com slash Vegas. Also, the triumphant return of the Capital Golf Gang begins this week. Today, Wednesday, I'm going to be taping a season opener episode at the fabulous Golfdom in Tyson's Corner, owned and operated by my good friend Buddy Christensen. And I got Ron Thomas with me on the golf gang, as well as John Ronas. You've heard them here on the savecast cast. And John Gould of the Middle Atlantic PGA. If you are like me, a super nerdy golfaholic, I think you'll like this golf show. I've heard a lot of golf radio product talk shows and podcasts. In fact, I just listened to the no laying up podcast with Peter Costas and I like the no laying up guys. I don't know them at all. I'd like to have them on my podcast to get to know them a bit better and they do good stuff. But I think our golf show, I don't, I wouldn't put it second to anybody. We've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of passion and, and it's a good chemistry group. So I'm looking forward to taping that on Wednesday. Uh, That will be available probably for subscribers only. I'll maybe hide it behind the paywall. I know I'm a son of a bitch, aren't I? But I'll include a chunk of it, a snippet of it on Thursday's episode for free. And then, you know, you might say, Hey, I kind of like golf. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. So that'll be today at noon. I couldn't believe this when I saw it, but I guess it's required Indeed.com, you know, the job posting board has a job posted listed director officiating video and technology operations, and the company advertising for it, none other, let me get this right here, hold on a second, everybody, great prep work by me, I didn't have the thing dialed in, the company that is advertising for this job opening is none other than a little entity you might have heard of called... The National Football League! (laughs) That was good, actually. I think I might have to do that every time. I just love this classic Monday night theme so much. It might be one of the greatest sports themes ever. The robustness of it, the tension and the release, the boldness of it, the the way it just captures that excitement of, holy fuck, there's a football game on television, and I can't wait to watch. There's your release right there. It's all music is, people. It's tension and release. That's the very definition of it. So now we start winding it up again as it builds and builds and builds and builds. And here we go. Down the roller coaster. Drum solo. So the job summary is director of video and technology operations will oversee NFL video ops for all officiating staff and on field officials. He S slash he will direct and manage other support personnel assigned to work in this area. Okay. I'm I'm in. I would like to throw my hat in the ring since this is on indeed.com and anyone can apply for it. Here's my resume. Now, of course, you know damn well, I got a chance in hell of getting this job. Why? I guess it's required to make a public posting for the job. Even though, who would be a candidate? Like, I I don't see in the Indeed listing, you know. Qualified candidates will include three to five years of operating the officials in a relevant outdoor tackle football league with direct knowledge of how to train and manage officials, schedule them, Review, performance, and blah, blah. How many people in the world are there like that? I know one guy that used to do it. Blandine Blano. Blano. He used to be the guy. And then he left to go get that sweet TV gig with Fox. He is also living in Southern California, not New York anymore. And he is a consultant to the now defunct Alliance of American Football and the XFL2. The NFL is reportedly, according to Kevin Seifert, writing for ESPN.com, trying to woo, woo woo-woo, Blandino back. In the meantime, because they have been so unhappy with the current performance of a guy you might know as Alberto Riveron, they have already moved in retired referee Walt Anderson. You know, he of the bent needles, he of the deflate gate fame. He of the, oh my God, what a clown car circus we've got going on here at halftime. Test this one. Inflate that one. What's going on? Record this. Hold on. The second half starting? Never mind. Walt Anderson with his bent needle inflation gauge. Man who doesn't respect his equipment. Retired from his on-field refereeing and he was instantly promoted within the NFL. The NFL hired him. They created a position for him. And they said that the the job is one that carves out part of the current duties of Alberto Riveron and his current responsibilities. <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, El, uh, good to see you. Walt, what are you what are you doing here? Oh yeah, I retired. Okay, where are you going to live? Oh no, I'm. I just got hired by the league. I'll uh, be working. All right, it's great to have you working under me, Walt. Now I got to show you. I don't know about under. In fact, I'm going to be doing this, this, and this. And then Alberto Riveron gets the saddest look on his face like, well, but, but I'm doing those things. Really? I I, I got to check with Ro- Roger about this. You, you sure? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Sure. <laughs> Alberto, look out. They're coming for you. Mark Murphy on the competition committee talked about how The league is actually concerned about the consistency and the quality of the on-field product, and the officiating has been point front center on that particular issue. In fact, the failure to implement replay of pass interference in a way that was palatable to all clubs last year was, according to committee member Mark Murphy of the Green Bay Packers, and I quote, not great.
1: Not great, Bob.
0: I love that bite so much. It's from Mad Men. Mark Murphy. How was the pass interference review rule this last year? Uh, Not great, Bob. But then again, many of us said, could have told you that. I did tell you that. I screamed that. Average fans who know how hard it is to define pass interference said this is going to be a disaster and disaster coming in three Two and one. Good. Got it. So, according to this story by Seifert, the real unwritten story, for the most part, except Seifert did re- write about it, was this coming change in the front office. And I guess this job description on indeed.com is part of it. Some in the league would have conceived a structure that would include a chief executive job to oversee a multi million dollar expansion of training, recruiting, grading, replay, interpretation, and perhaps. Rulemaking itself. Riveron was responsible for the fundamental breakdown of the rule regarding pass interference. It's a failure to establish a consistent standard for reversing the on-field call. Yeah, you know why he failed at that? Because it was impossible! One person's pornography is another person's choreography. It's all a matter of age and perspective. There were people that wrote the FCC complaining that the halftime show was pornography. Your grandmother might see something on your computer and go, oh, my God, that's pornography. And she'd be like, nah, Grandma, here's the pornography. Password encrypted, subfolder, subfolder, entry word, digital scan, and there we go. Oh, my God, that's pornography. They say that the list of qualified candidates for this job, beyond Blandino, who they'd have to woo-woo back in, is not very long. And it could involve a woman. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful and open-minded and woke and progressive and everything else? Dawn Aponte is currently the NFL's chief football admin officer who took on some supervisor duties within the officiating department last year. And you know what? She might be great. We might just need a woman's no-nonsense sensibility to get things straight. Up there. It's like a woman. Hey, Bobby Bowden. It's like a woman. Terry. Yeah, Bobby Bowden, that was. Just like a woman. It's like a woman. Now, by the way, where do you get that, just like a woman? It was from an interview Bobby did with us, me and Scott, on Fox Sports Radio many years ago. We used to have him on as a regular. And he was talking about something with his lovely bride of a billion years going out to dinner or something. (laughs) He made that joke. It's like a woman. Imagine him being canceled today because of that. Hell, one of my most devout female listeners, the great Deb Wagner, in Seattle, loves referencing the just-like-a-woman bite from Bobby Bowden all the time. Just like a woman. Anyhow, the default position would be a committee structure that would ultimately report to Aponte and Troy Vincent. Boy, it sounds like the NFL's adding just layers and layers of bureaucracy and new jobs and shifting responsibilities, and you do this, and we'll do that, and everything else. I have another idea. You line up every one of those replay machines you've got. Every tape deck, every monitor, every peep show booth. Just line them up. Let's go line them up near the uh, George Washington Bridge, or whatever, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, whatever bridge is close in Manhattan, and just, there they go. (laughs) See you later replay, bye-bye <laughs> won't miss ya! All right, it's notorious J A- Y time not,
1: not notorious, notorious.
0: All right, I got Jay all the way up for those who complained he couldn't hear him. Hello. Uh, even though I did ask for a thirty-minute delay, when yes. I say seven thirty, look at that clock on the wall. Seven three oh, fucking thirty. The notorious Jay. We got a lot to go through today. Jeez. Really? Well, <laughs> it, well, you and I do. It was a slow ass Tuesday in sports radio. I literally that's what looked-
2: I mean. I was like nothing. A buddy of mine called me who's like, there's nothing to talk about today. And I was like, yeah, but it's about Spike Lee. That's about it.
0: Yeah, and we could talk about Spike Lee. But I, uh, I, I opened the show today on 980, and I said, man, I'm not going to kid you guys. There ain't nothing out there. I said, every angle is going to be forced. Every theme is going to be a reach. What's going on in the background there, Jay? Well,
2: oh, sorry, the Maryland game. I've turned it down. Oh. The juiciest story to me, though, reading at lunchtime... A-Rod coming out and killing the Astros.
0: Oh, that's a juicy one, all right.
2: And, and, and I had to give it to him. He said, I lied, I cheated, and I, you know, took my medicine. He goes, but these guys aren't doing it. I was like, whoa!
0: <laughs> whoa! Just when just when you thought things were dying down, A-Rod walks hey. by with a can of gas. He's like, here you go, yeah. this saw to help. <laughs>
2: People keep saying this is going to die down. No, it's not. No, it's not. Until the Astros players say we fucked up, we cheated, it's never going to die down. I don't.
0: So, I don't think they ever will.
2: Well, they're going. They're they're the most hated team in the history of sports, and they will they will never lose that mantle. Do you remember the Red Sox? Until the Red Sox <laughs> <is>
0: come <coming> out, <laughs> you you remember the great. A scene, not scene, but you remember the great riff in Eddie Murphy Raw, maybe one of the most influential non Hollywood movie theater releases of our childhood. Right? Was it nineteen eighty four that that movie came out? Raw. Ooh, I
2: thought the first one was like eighty four with the the one he did from DC. I think Raw in 84? 80- Five eighty four. okay you're right yeah you're right how okay. about if i look it up and while you look look ahead. it up
0: because i've got the audio i i mean look i'm a i'm a suburban kid from the mean streets of mclean virginia there's some stand-up comic we'd never heard of named eddie murphy and he 87. had 87 87 and he had a movie is that no it can't be maybe it is Okay. Delirious
2: was 84. Raw was 87.
0: Okay. Well, maybe he was a known entity by then, but I remember seeing Raw in the Maryfield Falls Church movie theaters. Ooh. When was the last time a stand-up act was just made into a movie you'd pay seven bucks to go see at a theater?
2: I can't remember the last one because I too. So my brother took me to see Raw because I was not yet of age. And, uh, he took me to see raw at the, uh, at the, I want to say, was that it had to be the Glen Burnie town center.
0: Glen here. Burnie, hon.
2: Yeah. Here, Glen I, Burnie.
0: here I think I've got this queued up to where it needs to be, but he basically, this sums up the Astros where you just, no matter wh- how badly you've been caught. Because he talks about his wife coming. No, this didn't really. He's like a guy could have his wife come home, find him in in bed with another woman in their bed,
2: dick out, <laughs> know, and know, be like, I know the rest. You'd be like, No,
0: <laughs> that wasn't me. You know, or
1: you think you found the bomb? I had the same crackers every day for a year. You roll over one day and be like, Hey, I just got some regular old crackers. <laughs> Lee, half. Hey! So be careful. Marry yourself. Women clap to have men. You lying motherfuckers. Stop. Where? Stop, stop, stop.
0: Damn it. Where is this? I didn't know we'd talk about this.
1: Just fuck motherfucking me, God damn it. You want somebody in the bed with you? Oh, darling. I want to make love to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what made Eddie Murphy so great? Everything? Comedic timing, facial Everything, expressions, energy, understanding day. of the culture, etc.?
2: Everything, what everything you just said, yes.
1: We don't have to do nothing. <laughs> you go out and your friends be, yo man, you
0: fucking yet? No, no. <laughs> Why not? No. He you and <laughs> want fuck you and make love, hey, which is bullshit.
1: I mean, fucking and make it love. Let's be real. I mean, the, the physical act. I like to fuck somebody I'm in love with, but I ain't making love to nobody. I get into bed. I get in the bed. <laughs> I get in the bed. But think about it. When you get in the bed, would you rather have somebody say, oh, make love to me or grab the back of your head and say, fuck this shit on me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, where? I just want to skip to it. I got to get to this part. It's the ast- it's, the point is it's the asterisk. I know astros.
1: some men have some strong raps, and I have you believe in it. No loyal men. All men have. fuck other women. We are low by nature and have to do it.
2: I think that is you he's we talking about Johnny Carson. So I think you're, we that's a little further. Men really? And men yes. That, men must find that's, that starts and with the Johnny Carson rep. As pussy
1: as they can get, do not think for two seconds that you're the only one your man is fucking. He is a man and has to conquer women. I see a lot of you get women out there saying, I go, not my man. Yes, your man too. <laughs> <laughs> your man too. Your man too. If he's not here with you tonight, he's fucking somebody. <laughs> well,
0: isn't this true about baseball that if you're not cheating, you're thinking about cheating or you're going to be cheating? Isn't sex well, like cheating in baseball?
2: There's, no, there's cheating in baseball, and then there's cheating in baseball. What I just said makes no sense. But if if I'm on second base and I look at the catcher signals, and by the third or fourth time at bat or the second or third time at bat, I decipher... What their sequence is for calling pitches, and I relay that to the hitter. That's not—it's cheating, but it's not cheating.
0: Then if I have
2: a camera in center field, and I am telling people, "Here comes a," that's cheating. I know what I said makes no sense to most people, but it makes sense to me, a baseball player. If I just—if I can decipher the third base coach's signals, and I tell my guys, "This is what they're doing," it's cheating. But
0: it's not cheating. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Well, anyway, I
2: think gamesmanship is what I call that.
0: Okay, in the uh, in the stand up, Eddie Murphy is like, you know, you're buck naked with another woman in your own bed. Your wife comes home and finds you. She storms out of the house. You run after her. Your dick's all wagging. and you stop <laughs> her at the front door, and you're like, What me?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should well, search for, I Eddie. Saw you. Right? Was me. <laughs> And then and then, when finally unable to hold that lie, it's like, okay, I fucked her, but I love you. But, but I make love to you. Right, that's the exception. Yes. That's the Carlos Correa defense. You heard Correa say, well, okay, sure, we were doing this, but I went through the whole game against the Dodgers, and we earned that win because of this, 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 and this. That's the equivalent, right? Uh,
2: really, the Astros should have said nothing. Either, Either say everything or say nothing. That's the only two ways you can go. The minute you try to legitimize what you did, you sound like an idiot. That's why I couldn't believe A-Rod said, I cheated and I go. got caught.
0: Poor quality. And
1: hey, y'all put up with it. Y'all start putting up with crazy shit, just to show you, I guess it's hard to find somebody that knows how to do it to you, right? Because when y'all find one, y'all stick through that man, through all kinds of bullshit. I know a man got busted coming out of another woman's house, just to show you how far a woman is stoop. He got busted coming out of another woman's house, his woman saw him come out the house, knew that the woman lived there, and then say shit, wait till they got home, walked in the kitchen and said, What the hell was you doing in that bitch's house today? Know what the man said?
2: Wasn't me. I
1: just got in your face. (laughs) Wasn't me. I'm supposed to be a fool, right? Hey. Wasn't me. Know what the woman said? Maybe it
0: wasn't (laughs) 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 me. Unbelievable. All right, so let's get to the real juice, which is Flavor Flav is out of public enemy because of a Bernie Sanders cease and desist letter what in the fuck? I said this is like me staring at a blackboard the size of Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> trying to figure out the equation of wait, Flavor Flav is the hype man? Is he in the band? How long? How come Chuck D's mad? Are they really beefing over Bernie fucking Sanders? Oh yeah, yeah. Jay, oh, yeah. This Jay, Jay, help yeah. me out here. Talk to me. So uh, I need some black. Spl- Academy- I need some <laughs> black splaining here, please.
2: Public Academy was going to play a free show for, you know, support Bernie Sanders. And they use the likenesses of Public Enemy in the poster or the online whatever. Flavor Flav did not like this because Flavor Flav was not getting any money for this. and He's like, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm going, he put a cease and desist letter out to the Bernie Sanders campaign. Chuck D saw that and was like, oh yeah, Flavor, you're out of the group. This is, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of some sports, You know parallel but i couldn't because
0: is crazy
2: yeah those two i mean i mean even though the group was started in like 1982 like they met in college they were both uh, djs i can't remember what college it's in new york it's in in upstate new york they went to not upstate in long island they went to college together they were doing a radio show they were asked to form a group by Rick Rubin from Public Enemy because he heard Chuck D's voice on the radio. He was like, this guy sounds good. Anyway, so Flavor Flav's role in the group, he is not a rapper per se. He is a hype man. And you know, like a hype man. Like yeah. remember when Muhammad Ali had the guy who would always yell with Muhammad Ali? Avery, Avery,
0: Avery Brundage? No, that was the Bundini. head of the IOC.
2: Yeah, that was the racist head of the IOC. Bundini Brown. Was
0: Bundy name. I knew it was a Bund something. Yes, all right, so Bundini Brown. That's a
2: that's a hype man. So that's it. what Flavor Flav was. He doesn't necessarily rap per se, even though he has a couple of songs where he does rap. Wow. But he is a hype man, and he, like, you can't think of Public Enemy without thinking Flavor Flav. I don't, I don't know. Jesus Christ, Rutgers can't miss. I'm sorry. I know, <laughs> okay. dude. You knew um, this was
0: going to be a tough, tough game for the Turks. I know.
2: I know. By the way, I'm going to bet one thousand dollars on Maryland's first round exit when we're in Vegas, and I think I'll be a winner, winner, winner chicken dinner. Jeez. Anyway, you
0: are such a hater, man. Come on. I, I know. I just
2: dislike Mark Turner. <laughs> anyway, but you can't think of you can't think. It's like thinking of it's like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's like that. That's my parallel. There you go. You okay. can't think of one without the other. It's just ludicrous to think that Flame and Flav would would quit the group over you know, a stupid political rally that he wasn't getting paid for. It was it was like, um. you ever see the Eagles documentary?
0: Yes. I was going to say, was- it's when Don Felder, Felder. Yep. said yep. to then California Senator Alan Cranston yep. Yep. after a charity concert that was to benefit his campaign by the Eagles, and this was something that both Henley and Fry were all behind, Felder was like, not really into it and when they met Cranston after the show and Cranston thanked each of them Felder responded with a less than enthusiastic you're welcome i guess i guess <laughs> two <laughs> words broke up the eagles i, I guess. guess yeah embarrassed yeah. and enraged fry fired back at felder sending years of pent up tension unraveling onto the stage and the next thing you know that that night they were like you go in that limo, I'll go in this limo, and we are done. The
2: audio from that is great because you can hear them on stage.
0: Oh, and like, I went...
2: I'm going to kick your ass right. afterwards. Yeah, yeah,
0: right, exactly. And I went to go find the audio on YouTube, but you know the fucking Eagles. They police oh, their material like...
2: As much as I like the Eagles, Nazis. Henley, Henley and Fry might have been two of the biggest assholes in music history.
0: I know. And, but you know what? Here's the thing. You know, they uh, everything you can find almost now on YouTube. I'm shocked. There's not a single. I just want the one clip of him saying, "Yeah, okay, I guess." Like, just give me that little nugget from the documentary. Nope, we control that. We saw. We saw. Speaking of Vegas, by the way, Jay. Thank you. You're coming to say Vegas. It's coming up. No, be yeah,
2: Wednesday. I've got Wednesday. What? Out, yes. Wednesday. Everything's Saturday, changing. Then. Wednesday, I I booked.
0: I'm okay, welcome, welcome. It's gonna be great to have you on Wednesday. okay. there you go. Um, so in uh, speaking of Vegas what was, my, what was my Vegas connection here? Oh oh yeah, in Vegas one year, uh, we went to go see this really high class lounge act at Caesar's Palace where they have this little lounge called the Cleopatra barge and it's just a small little bandstand and a room for about maybe 60 to 100 people Max. And there's this guy, um, his name will come to me in just a second here, Jay. Um, uh, Goss. Dave, David Goss. They call it the Goss. G O S S, whatever. Uh, Goss, Vegas. He did a rendition. Matt Goss. Matt Goss, Matt Goss, Matt Goss. Matt Goss did a rendition of Hotel California with his little lounge band, which was a hybrid of. Some rock and roll guitars, bass, some horns, like two or three horns, some doo wop singer chicks that were totally hot. It was a great mashup version, and one of the guys in our group said, "I can't believe they got the rights to actually do that song because the Eagles don't license shit." That's you
2: can't even karaoke Eagle songs.
0: Basically, no. Oh my god. Basically, no. <laughs>
2: no,
0: I know, I know exactly. Now it's funny. Uh, this uh, version on somebody's cell phone, no doubt, with all of 499 views. <laughs> so you know it's shit quality. Oh, it's vertical video. Here was Matt Goss uh, live from the Gossy Room at the in Vegas. Where is this? So oh, I skipped ahead right there.
3: Gunters,
0: And there you go, little horns. Oh, now, now, of course, you know, you listen to these on a cell phone, you're like, that sucks. I wouldn't pay money for that. But if you've had you a. You got to hear it live. You got to hear it live. You got to have a few drinks, you know, and you, you'll you dig it. I don't know if he's performing while we're out there. We need to look that up because we like to overplan our trips out there. Okay, so will Flavor Flav get back in with uh, Public Enemy or not? Nah?
2: Oh, I seriously doubt that. Well, that's not true. They've, they've, they've kicked out people from Public Enemy before and. Remember they kicked out uh, Professor Griff in, like, you may not remember this. No, but I they don't kicked,
0: remember it. Yes,
2: they kicked him out for being uh, anti-Semitic. He made some anti-Semitic Fairly. remarks. Yeah, and then he got kicked out of public anime' in, like, Be- 93, 92. Wow,
0: even before cancel culture, way before.
2: Yes, this. Yeah, Chuck D did it. Wow. Yeah, it was like, you're gone. And
0: yeah. that's because so, that's because he ain't about it or because it was a liability?
2: It was a liability. Oh, yeah. so it was. It was. So it was such bad press. Yeah,
0: I got it. And I then... got it. Okay. Well, thoughts and prayers for mm-hmm. Flavor Flav. And...
2: He'll be okay. I think he's. Well, <laughs> he said he's been drug uh, drug free since for like ten years. So that's oh, good.
0: Good. That's good indeed. Marshawn Lynch is going to speak at Princeton's so-called class day, and apparently, people, some of the students there, are like, "What." Not that they're necessarily opposed to him, but he has no connection to Princeton. Princeton's not a football power. He's not from New Jersey. And he certainly isn't classy. Like, you go down his rap sheet, he's been suspended for an illegal gun, he's had DUIs, hit and runs, he's a crotch grabber. Now, I find him entertaining. I like his vibe. But Princeton, really? You're going to speak at a big class day ceremony?
2: It doesn't make much sense.
0: I guess these schools are desperate for any named celebrity, right?
2: I, I guess that really. That.
0: And I guess Marshawn you know is all about you know that what? action, boss. I'm all about in that the, action, boss.
2: In the '60s, I'll, I mean, Malcolm X spoke at Ivy League schools, so they'll take anyone to uh, get eyeballs.
0: He so. he might have some really good life advice. I understand that Mal, uh, that Marshawn Lynch has like all of his playing money. Yeah, you know he he did
2: a great interview it was a couple months ago to which he just described money as chicken. Yeah. Right. I told the, did, I told these young guys, you know, save your chicken.
0: Exactly. He,
2: he, yeah. So, you know what? I would like to hear it actually now that I think about
0: it. You know, uh, he did that Gronk apparently who of course played the stoop of played the role of stupid meathead apparently saved all his playing money and just lived off his endorsement money. Endorsement Brian, money. Brian Mitchell, Uh, of our station is almost the same way and he still doesn't pay for anything to this date. (laughs) I was
2: going to say.
0: But but when I say that about B. Mitch, Mitch, I say he doesn't play for golf, dinners, you (laughs) name it. He knows how to work it. But look, unlike, I will say this about Brian, it's not that he says he'll pay you and then, you know, short changes you. You know, Fred Smoot's credit rating in the station is not great. I like Fred, (laughs) but I've never advanced him $75 to be in a fantasy league like Solly. So... I don't have as much in that fight. I told Sony, yeah. just keep asking him for it, it'll eventually pay you. It's a persistence no, thing. No, he won't. You don't think Smoot will?
2: No. Okay. That Bill's never gonna he's gonna to have to he's he's going to have to uh send his credit send it a credit thing, like <laughs> creditors. creditors do. The collection yeah. a collections agency. Collection agency. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Here,
0: here's here's Marshawn Lynch on chickens.
3: <laughs> Shoot,
0: Except for the loss to the Packers.
3: We'll see what's happening.
0: We'll see what's happening. I
3: say like this, though, right? It's a vulnerable time for a lot of these young dudes, you feel me? They don't be taking care of their chicken right, you feel me? So if it was me or if I had an opportunity to let these little uh, young sahabs know something. Sahabs. Sahab is young young brothers, by the way. Okay. That shit don't last forever. Now, I done been on the other side of retirement, and it's good. (laughs) I mean, you get over there and you can do what the fuck you want to
0: so, <laughs> it is good retirement what am i doing today whatever the fuck i want i'm retired
3: <laughs> i tell y'all right now while y'all in it take care of y'all bread. so when y'all done go ahead and take care of yourself so while y'all at it right now take care of y'all bodies you know what i mean don't take care of y'all chicken you feel me don't take care of y'all mentals because look we ain't lasting that long uh um,
0: it's good advice, man. If only he could speak at the symposium, he would have been a better speaker than say Chris Carter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With his fall guy advice.
2: Yes, which was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: By the way, whatever happened to him, he just disappeared.
2: Wait, he just dis- as he disappeared off uh, first, first things first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it
0: mean, it seems
2: to be the way Chris Carter goes. He uh it wasn't charge. It was somebody else that I talked to from Minnesota. Oh, it was a former wide receiver who I worked with in Baltimore oh.
0: who, played, who
2: played for the Ravens. Derek Mason. Names. Excuse me. Uh, no, not Derek. No, oh. nope, not, <laughs> All right. I, 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 well, oh, how about this? This wide receiver had a very famous brother who played college football. How about that?
0: At okay. Notre Dame. Okay. Got it. I, I got it. I got it. He, hated Chris Carter
2: <laughs> when I say hated hated Chris Carter had nothing but terrible things to say uh, about Chris Carter
0: yeah. yes I'd love to know what happened with him and uh his guy Nick Wright there I mean Nick Wright's still there he's still obviously a favored rising talent at that uh place but okay
2: they got some other guy now in Chris uh, Chris Carter's spot
0: they pulled the next retired NFL player off the heap no, and said, no, get in there some
2: producer a guy what? used to be a producer yes a guy used to be a producer i read this uh blurb last week he's now the second chair or third chair and i can't remember this guy's name but he was a former producer and
0: i wow. fell, out
2: of, fell out of my seat because that never happened.
0: okay speaking of former producers you know sam batesh former yes, Sammy Fox, yeah. Fox sports radio producer for my show and others and had recently heard now,
2: right?
0: Yes. He was, he was doing cowherd. He texted me saying, come to my saying goodbye to California party. And of course I live in Virginia. So I'm like, Virginia, yeah, I'll be right, right over bro. Thanks for the advance notice. And I then replied what? And he said, Stanford, Connecticut, CBS sports HQ, big, And I replied back: One, congrats. Two, you'll hate it. Three, hire me. Asterisk parentheses. I'm not moving. So So he's he's going to Stanford, Connecticut, to work for CBS Sports. And I guess he's on the track to be a big management hoo ha. I would hope he is because he's a Southern California guy, Jay. And he's going to Stanford. He's his parents are from there. He basically, uh, though, has been raised in the cradle of Southern California. Culture shock, weather shock? Are you kidding me? Well, congrats
2: Con- to San Vitesh.
0: I know. Mazel, mazel. Mazel, mazel, indeed. You know what else is moving to Stanford, Connecticut? The golf channel.
2: Why? Why It's from in Orlando. The of golf-
0: I know. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've
0: ever heard. Their, their, their CEO said... Uh, geographical realignments happen in sports and we believe this will bring us the finest in programming for blah 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 jargon wait a jargon, a minute, jargon. Wait a
2: minute. don't most of the golfers live in florida because of the tax break
0: yes year-round golf tax advantage an international airport that's easy to get in and out of because these golfers play all over the world right not just in the u.s and they're going to get golfers to come up to their studios in Stamford, fucking Connecticut? <laughs> I know it's
2: probably cheaper to, to broadcast it. I doubt that. This guy's a moron. Well, what what a shock, another middle management guy is not that bright. Well, what a shock.
0: I just yes. I, I have a hard time believing. Now, I uh, I did talk to a guy I know that that works there and I said that's a tough one and he wasn't that bad about it. He said, "Look, yeah, I liked living where I live down in Winter Park, but the rest of Orlando? He said it's America's drain. Whatever okay. <laughs> whatever gets washed off ends up in Orlando. And I said, Well, couldn't you say that about all of Florida? And he goes, Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Here, all right. here, here's here, speaking of Stamford, Connecticut. Thank
3: you. I appreciate it, Mike. All right. Hello. Uh-huh. I don't believe we've been introduced. Dwight Trout, assistant regional manager. Andy Bernard, regional director in charge of sales. So you'll be reporting to me then. Well, on the contrary. My title has manager in it, and I'm a director.
1: Director.
0: Which on a film set is the highest title there is.
3: <laughs> Do you know anything about film? I know everything about film. I've seen over 240 of them.
0: They're shaking hands this whole time. Congratulations. They won't stop shaking hands. <laughs> As helps
2: kind of out
0: on him. You are kind of out on him?
2: Yeah, don't don't really feel at Helms.
0: Uh, Okay. Over, like, you think the shtick character is overdone?
2: Yeah, he's he's like, uh, the same way I feel about Rob Riggle.
0: Eh, Uh, Okay, all right. He he plays the banjo. Here's the nard dog chanting Stamford, Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh, sorry. Stamford, Connecticut. Stamford, Connecticut. I don't know. I've never been. It might be a lovely town. All I know is it's cold as shit and spring comes around June up there, so yeah. have fun yeah, Good that. luck with that. Alright, can we spike? I'm going to let you spike the football, or I'm going to throw you the mother of all alley-oops on healthy holly. Catherine Hughes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Pugh.
0: Catherine Pugh, sorry. Catherine, don't you, don't, don't, this, don't Catherine Hughes is our fearless boss. leader at Radio One. Say. I'm sorry. Excuse me, excuse me, don't excuse me. Even, Catherine Pugh be. is going yeah. to the slammer over healthy Holly, a scandal you were the first to report on on this very Zabe cast. Jay, we go out to you live in the field for more.
2: <laughs> so she wrote this book, <laughs> Healthy Holly, and the 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 book I guess either wasn't getting much traction or she would strong arm uh, people who wanted to bid on Baltimore City's health
0: care care saying you must buy this book.
2: You must buy this book. So yeah. people would have buy the book for like, I don't know, $500,000. It, it was,
0: it was basically a, a hundred thousand copies at 500,000. So it was like five bucks a book, which is not terrible, but here's the trick. A, she self-published it. B, it was terrible. And C, she didn't deliver ninety percent of the books. Right, right. just took yeah. the money. And just I bet that I bet the hospitals like just don't send us the fucking books because then we have to take the boxes of them somewhere. Forget about it. It's a bribe. We get it's a bribe. Wink, wink. Okay, let's go. So she's going to jail for three years. Her attorney says she could be out in eighteen months, and he was actually oh, kind of pleased God. with the verdict. Jay is a fine citizen of Baltimore. Do you believe uh, that this was not just, really. not a real citizen, but as a, as a guy who identifies as a Baltimorean, was it a yes. just sentence?
2: Uh, th- I
0: th- three years.
2: We've, we've seen worse. We did. We had a mayor who took, who by the way is running again. Uh, Juan Dixon's, uh, aunt, Sheila Dixon. Yeah. She took gift cards where, which were meant for underprivileged kids and, uh, spent them herself
0: oh man
2: so it, it, i don't know three years i guess is a just term for i don't know okay. I, I i don't know but the fact that there was nobody she had nobody at by her side to say Said, not a this good idea might not, right this might not be a good idea that's the part that just mystifies me that you know or, people in politics think they're going to get away with this
0: stuff or somebody that might have told her you know, it's a good scam, but it's not sophisticated enough. <laughs> in fact, a third grader reading Nancy Drew could unravel your scheme. Tech. Can we work on the sophistication of this thing so it's a little harder to unravel?
2: By the way, former teacher in her previous life. Oh my god! So you would god. think she'd have, so you would think she'd have some book smarts, but apparently not.
0: You know what? Two things in this world are undefeated, Jay. Actually, three things.
2: Three things: vagina pussy age
0: well okay four things pussy gravity age and money that's
2: okay
0: oh wait a minute hold on here we go you ready or do you want me to hit first
2: you can hit first
0: okay here we go i'm
1: not a good guy i'm the guy (laughs) fuck that guy
0: fuck that guy All right. Today's FTG for me goes out to a guy you may know and may even love and a longtime colleague of mine. His name is Scott Lynn.
2: (laughs) L-I-N-N.
0: How does Scott Lynn, the nicest guy in the world, earn fuck that guy for this week? I'll tell you how. Today we came upon the movie Happy Gilmore for reasons I don't even know. And I start talking about it, and I start quoting from it, which, of course, it's rich with great quotes. Yes. And it's quickly evident that Scott Lynn has not seen this movie either. The catalog of classic movies that Scott Lynn has not seen would be enough to bury an elephant it's a disgrace, and Scott makes no pretense, like, you know what, I really should go see that movie, or that seems funny. It's the weirdest thing. Scott Lynn is movie resistant, like I've never seen anyone in my life before. And he's missing out, Jay. He's missing out on life and on laughs. I mean, stop watching that A-10 basketball game you think is important for your job. It's not, Scott. Watch a funny movie and loop back and at least get the classics like Happy Gilmore, for God's sake. So, for Scott Lynn, congratulations. You are my Fuck That Guy for the Week. (laughs) True story. He really has not seen hardly any movies. At least he he saw Spinal Tap, so we can quote from that. Okay. All right. Jay, your Fuck That Guy for the Week, who do you got?
2: Michael K. Shishovsky. I don't know if it's
0: K's her <laughs> name.
2: His little his little bitch ass rant on uh, Sunday about uh,
0: these people, are uh, this is, is human is, beings. where sometimes we're we're there. We're not there. You know these are kids involved. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Get 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 on me, but don't get on them. And if you ever want to you know to discuss my coaching, look up in the banners and, and see how I did. Oh. Fuck you,"
0: he you. said. He said, "Look up in the rafters."
2: Well, yeah, he said, "Look up in the if you want to if you want to challenge my coaching, look up in the rafters."
0: Oh wow! So he went there, huh?
2: Yes, he went there. By the way, I felt bad. I I felt so old because I can remember who the coach was before Shishetsky. I was like, "God damn it!" I feel old.
0: Yeah, I remember what a great coach you were. Uh, UConn championship game. You're down one you've got the ball about 10 seconds need to go coast to coast you let trajan langdon who couldn't dribble out of a wet paper bag handle the ball he dribbled it off his foot out of bounds (laughs) Corey mcgetty was an unguardable nba lottery pick but because he was a freshman you didn't want to run a play for him and then afterwards he said i coach for relationships not necessarily for titles hey guess what fuck you exactly All right, Jay. We'll talk next week, brother. Thank you.
2: Bye-bye now.
0: Bye-bye now. Quick finish on this. I had a cavity filled on Tuesday. I was dreading the appointment for some time. I've got an excellent dentist here in the D.C. area. And he, uh, he does uh, work for many ex-redskin players. And so we always chat about the Redskins and the glory days. But uh, Dr. Rudolph did a great job. But I was just thinking about how much I was dreading the, the whole appointment. And then I thought to myself, what are you, a 10-year-old fucking boy? It's like they got Novocaine. They've got ways to make it not so bad. They got high-speed drills. My dad used to always say, you're lucky. When I was a kid, they didn't have the high-speed drills. And I'm thinking, yeah, I bet dentistry did suck back in the day. Anyway, long story short, it was a pretty bad cavity because I don't floss enough. And sure enough, he got in there, knocked it out, filled it in, saved the tooth. No root canal needed. And uh, honestly, it was about an hour tops. And that was with a little delay mid-procedure. So I asked the question today on uh, my afternoon poll question on Twitter. Which is the worst? Bee sting, dental filling, mandatory social event, or Monday? And the winner was mandatory social event over dental filling 44 to 33 percent with only nine percent saying a beasting. funny that people would get what i mean when i say mandatory social event i don't want to go to this but i've got to and it's gonna last at least three hours probably be on a saturday night where i want to be elsewhere and i'm gonna miss the game what game whatever game you want to watch you're, nope, you're not watching it this time, no wonder why that one won on my poll thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, tell a couple friends, rate and review, goose the algorithm, I appreciate that very much don't forget, Fridays are not free, but they are cheap, and I appreciate everybody who subscribes to the premium ZabeCast on Fridays, thank you for listening and downloading, and we will see you next time